0: this is after the bell rings a podcast brought to you by the triad school district in troy illinois in this series you'll hear about what your kids are learning how they're learning and ideas to strengthen the school home partnership here's amy van Hoos.
1: Welcome to After the Bell Rings. I'm Amy Van Hoos, and today I'll be talking to my guest, Tess Dawson, a third grade teacher from Silver Creek Elementary. Tess has been teaching for nine years. She's had experience in kindergarten, third grade, fourth grade, in Oregon, Missouri, and Illinois. Our topic today is using cooking to strengthen your child's math skills. This is one of the most fun ways to work with your child. Kids are usually open to the idea because they don't even realize that they're learning or practicing math. Baking and cooking are engaging activities. Um, They combine tactile exploration with literacy and numbers, and the recipes that you choose with your child, as well as the skills reinforced, can be customized to your child's age and or grade level. So today we're gonna focus on skills taught at an elementary level. So I'd like to welcome my guest, Mrs. Dawson, to the show. How are you today? Thank you, I'm doing really well, thank you. So Tess, let's start with just the basics of creating a grocery list
0: because even before you begin cooking, there's so many skills that we can cover through a grocery list. Yeah, so I think what you wanna think about is, first of all, of course, the recipe that you wanna make and then using that to make your grocery list. So if you're gonna be um, doubling the recipe, you'll wanna talk about things like that. So if you have two cups of something or two bags of something and you wanna double it, you'd wanna say, okay, well, we'd need double this so we could start off with that. Um, making the grocery list and then probably setting a budget so how much you would want to spend when you're going shopping at the store Um, so making that grocery list setting a budget would be the first things to do and then when you're at the grocery store uh, comparing prices would be great for kids of all ages oh yeah I love that cuz not only can you look at just prices but
1: our, our younger kids can start to think more than, or less mm-hmm, than, mm-hmm. or equal to. I, I like that idea.
0: Yeah, and then you can talk to them about. Um, well, here's a you know a bunch of flowers, and why do you think some of these cost more? Or why do some of them cost less? You can even get into that, but comparing and, and you know comparing those prices together, and then maybe using that to make sure you adjust with your budget. So if you only have a certain amount of money, you probably don't wanna buy the most expensive things. Um, But if you want to make something really fancy, maybe that's something that you do wanna do. You wanna get the stuff that's worth more. Um, And then when you're going up to pay, maybe you could have your child pay with cash for those things, and they would have to be making sure they're paying with correct denominations, making change. That is such a fun idea. I remember
1: one time I took my youngest daughter, she was in kindergarten at the time, and we went just to the dollar store to buy a few things, and she had her little coin purse out, and we got up to the front, and she went to go pay for her couple toys that she had purchased. And the looks we got behind us were kind of mixed. It was kind of like, hurry up. (laughs) Those little girls counting out one quarter at a time. But at the same time, she learned so much from that experience yeah. and the best part was she was super excited to get change back from that even though she didn't quite get it she thought, thought she, was she was getting paid. money yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's a good learning experience it's a good start to go with that so I like your ideas so far so I mean, we're going to the store the kids are making their budgets they're getting money skills through pain and then just the same way our oldest kids can practice talking about the change that they get from pain that is a really hard skill for Mm -hmm. um, beginning second and third fourth graders who are learning how to add numbers together and then think about the second step yeah yeah, exactly subtracting subtracting at the same time and across
0: zeros Mm -hmm. you know subtracting across zeros is really hard for um, most of my kids coming into third grade they kind of forget you know if you have twenty dollars and you're taking something that's two ninety nine away you know they think oh i get you know 1899 back, so they forget to go across zero. So, even if you had a little sketch pad and had them do it really quickly, mm-hmm. that would be something good to just, you know, all these things that were given those ideas, these are not things that they have to master. It's just giving them that exposure to it. Right. So, if you are a parent of a second
1: or a third grader or even a fourth grader, that's one of the most powerful, th- powerful things that you can do to really help kids understand why they are doing this in class and, and mm-hmm. making that skill real. So so we go to the grocery store, we found our ideas and our um, we found our recipes, we found our ingredients. Now we're going to go home and we're going to bake something. Yeah. So on the website, there'll be three different recipes. So if you want to find the website and the recipe, it and listen to the ideas that we have here and actually apply them with this exact recipe, you can go to www.afterthebellrings.org and you can find all of the ideas that we're talking about here today and the recipes. So we're gonna go through our first one which is baking chocolate chip cookies. Chocolate chocolate chip cookies. Oh, even better. Because you can never have enough chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> and if you do make these you can send some to Amy Van Hoos or Tess Dawson at Silver Creek Elementary. Silver
0: Creek Elementary, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and we'd
1: love to hear how you practice math. Yeah with hopefully they're delicious. Alright so what are your ideas if,
0: if parents are making these cookies with their kids, what kind of skills could they work on? So um, going through the recipe, I kind of just looked at it and was trying to think what do we do in the grade levels that I've taught and tried to think about from the youngest to oldest. So hopefully it'll apply to all the kids K through five. Um, But the first thing definitely to talk about applies to third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade would be talking about the fractions because most all recipes, especially baking, there's gonna be a fourth a cup, a half a cup, half a teaspoon, a full teaspoon, all those kind of things in it. So just looking at a fraction and talking about what that is, is definitely, again, don't have to master it, but just showing them you know, one fourth of this cup is actually four of these cups that make up one whole cup. And even if your student hasn't been introduced to a fraction yet,
1: what a better way. Yeah. I mean, what's better than taking mm-hmm. these actual cups and showing how three thirds fit into the whole cup together. So even if they haven't
0: been introduced to fractions, mm-hmm. this is a great place to start and then give them that leg up when they do start That's fractions true. in third grade. Yeah. So then when they come there, they have that, again, that kind of tangible moment that they had that they can remember when they come into third grade and start really learning those fractions. Uh, Some of the other things I thought about was, again, doubling the recipe, or if you're going to half it, you could just talk about it. You know, if we had, we're going to double this recipe because we're going to make some for a party or for your classroom. Uh, If it's a half a cup, you know, what would that be if we were going to make two of these batches? So, you know, two halves would make a whole um, measurement conversion. So um, sometimes online you can find recipes that have the metric and the customary. So you can talk about the differences between a metric and a customary measurements. And just using those vocab words, like mm-hmm. using the words pint and cup versus
1: uh, grams or liters, getting kids to understand how those words all fit together and, and what you're measuring. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, that's a huge step in understanding measurement. Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. Um, some people like baking with a scale, so that could also help. And Mrs. Van Hoos has more experience than I do on that. I do. When I when I bake my bread recipes, if you've never tried baking bread or you like baking bread,
1: it, it works out so much better if you actually use a scale and weigh your flour. It, it becomes a lot more accurate versus what we do in the United States where we just kind of slap a cup together. Um, so if you have a scale, even... Um, a scale that you use for weighing portions of meat, or whatever mm. you use those little kitchen scales for. This is a great place to start to pull those in,
0: and to feel more fancy. Using fancy, scale.
1: right? Exactly. I mean, I feel very it's fancy, all about baking fancy, bread. fancy sometimes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, so when you're baking, and if you guys made you know cookies before, you want to arrange the cookies on a tray. So talking about arrays, so making um, you know three rows of four or how many would we, can we put on here, depending on the size of the cookie that you wanna come up with. Um, so just talking about arrays with multiplication. Right, that's where they're gonna come into that multiplication, that's mm-hmm. how we start teaching the multiplication at yep. the end of second grade, early
1: third grade, mm-hmm. understanding that rows and columns have even amounts. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking too, for our youngest students, for our kindergarten students, even pre-K students, just that one-to-one correspondence okay so we're putting the cookie on the sheet and then we're counting and actually touching the cookies as we put them in there or maybe you're going to add
0: five chocolate chips on each cookie just Mm -hmm. to practice adding to a a certain number yeah or equal groups Mm -hmm. adding two i know um my daughter's in kindergarten and she has started doing you know three plus three so we could do these three rows plus these three rows and just counting them you know all together who would have thought that putting cookies on a tray had so many applications <laughs> right so and we have a couple more so oven awesome. temperature um just talking about the temperature of an oven compared to the temperature of human bodies so 98.6 and usually cookies cook around 350 375 so just the difference there comparing numbers um, or even just the temperature outside so if it's really cold out like it is you know, now, you know 32 degrees compared to 300 something is like a crazy amount. So just getting them to think about uh, those I think is, and getting that vocabulary in there, degree. You know, what does that mean if the oven has the little degree symbol on it? Showing them what that means. And if you've got older kids,
1: starting to convert Fahrenheit degrees into Celsius degrees and understanding the difference there
0: too. Yeah, I still need help with that, so. (laughs) (laughs) Experts out there can come help with some of us too. Um, So cooking time, elapsed time is a great way. So if we finished at um, five o'clock and the cookies take 10 minutes to make, you know, what time will they finish? Um, or even calculating on an analog clock, you know, to the nearest minute and then adding that time onto that would be really helpful. Um, For the older kids, diameter, radius, circumference of a cookie, which we did have a little side note that probably shouldn't give those cookies out. (laughs) the kid's gonna be touching (laughs) those. we're gonna be touching (laughs) and measuring them,
1: those are yours. Yeah. Um, (laughs) You get to eat those. (laughs) One great way to measure a circumference because it's not a straight line take a string Mm -hmm. and take the string all the way around the outside of the cookie and then when you open it up on your ruler you've measured the circumference around the cookie.
0: Mm -hmm. And then uh, at the end if you want to give those cookies out again to Mrs. Van Hoos or (laughs) myself Mrs. Dawson um, you could work on division. So taking those uh, the total amount that you made and then putting them into equal groups. That's a lot of skills that you can cover just in baking.
1: And not every single one of those is going to apply to every kid, but Mm -hmm. just even two or three of those when you bake gives you some time to work with your kid and practice. And the more you do it, the better it's going to get. Mm -hmm. So we have a couple more recipes uh, that use a lot of the same ideas, but we wanted to share two more because they had a few other unique points to them. So we've talked a little bit about baking. Also, though, when you cook on a stovetop, there's a few more applications you can bring in there. So, we also have a chicken noodle soup recipe on the website for you to view, and if you choose to cook with this recipe, there's a few extra things that we can
0: do. So, Mrs. Dawson, would you like to explain those to us? Sure. I thought this would be perfect for this time of year with it being cold. Um, So you could do liquid measurements with this one. yeah, once you, again, that vocab and com- yep. comparing them. Yes. Um, using a thermometer to watch for boiling point. Um, kids, I think, always like when things get really hot or on fire or boiling. I mean, it's <laughs> fun to watch. So um, getting a thermometer. That you, sometimes you can get those candy thermometers. You kind of stick in the side of the pot, and then it'll um, watch for the boiling point, which is 212 degrees Fahrenheit and 100 degrees Celsius. Um, had to look that one up. I should probably know that. I love to cook. Um, Using temperatures just for the young kids talking about, you know, if you're going to turn it high to let it boil, then turning it down to low, um, what those temperatures would feel like. Um, Volume versus mass and then getting in some volume vocabulary. So liter, milliliter, gallon, quart, pint, um, all those things. Um, I know some recipes they have, you know, that you can make, you know, it makes a gallon and then you can divide it up into quarts and... You know, or pints for your servings. Right, so. if it calls
1: for four cups of chicken stock, we can talk about how that's the same thing as two pints or one quart mm-hmm. or a fourth of a gallon, depending yep. on how old your kids are and some of their experience and measurement. Mm-hmm. So then the last one that we want to share with you is uh, frying. And we thought that vegetable fried rice might be a yummy treat to make with your family because it has so many different vegetables to put in there and lots Mm -hmm. of different measurements to add in so once again you can visit our website to find this
0: recipe and there's there's lots that you can do with this one too Mm -hmm. um so you could when you're chopping up the vegetables you could talk about um different sizes of them so if they want they can get out a ruler and measure the carrot slices you know some of them say cut to a half of an inch or something so and then our and our youngest students just comparing the sizes
1: which one is big which one's Mm -hmm. bigger which one's biggest putting them in order or if you've got peas and carrots you can even make some patterns before you put them in
0: there oh yeah that sounds fun um so one of the things that i thought about again because fire and boiling is kind of interesting but smoking point of oils Um, I watch a lot of cooking shows and I've seen that before, but certain uh, frying things use different types of oils because of their smoking point. Um, There's a lot to do with the science on that, but you can look that up. Um, I I believe I might've put a link on the website or that will be on our stuff if you wanna look up the different smoking points of oils that I think some of the older kids might be interested in. Yeah, that's a fun STEM lesson. Yeah, so um, the other one I was thinking of, just the measurement of volume versus the mass with liquid and the dry ingredients. So just the difference between those two. All right, well, as you've heard, there's so many things that we can do here to be engaged
1: as a family and strengthen some of the learning that's done in school or even help to address some of the areas that haven't been introduced yet in a classroom. Mm -hmm. And treat yourself to good food absolutely so if you haven't been to our website it's www.afterthebellrings.org and on this episode you will find the recipes that we discussed today we've also included lots of links to literature there are a lot of books out there on cooking with your kids and how you can strengthen math and science skills with Cooking. So you, on there, you'll find books like Minnie's Diner, The Doorbell Ring, The Orange Had Eight Slices, The Math Chef, over 60 math activities and recipes for kids, and Pizza Counting. Ooh. There's tons of them out there, though. So here's just a kind of a beginning set for you. And then we also have some links for you to explore and get some more ideas for cooking. So I hope you have enjoyed our podcast today. Thank you, Mrs. Dawson, for joining us and giving us these great
0: ideas. You are absolutely welcome. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. And we'll see you next time. You've been listening to After the Bell Rings. Our mission is to strengthen the school-home partnership. For show notes, to contact us, and for more information, visit afterthebellrings.org.